0: what is up what is up what is up everybody welcome to the black box the show where we unpack unbox and unwrap everything black i am your girl big c happy friday y'all now look before y'all come for me but girl you lied how about you go post out last friday first of all i was gonna post let me tell you why i couldn't because my streaming service was down the devil was trying to stop me y'all so it's not that i didn't have the content or i didn't make the content i actually had to update the content for y'all because all of my news was old but your girl had stuff ready for y'all okay the devil he was Working extra hard last Friday, and he let's just say anchor was down. Anchor was down, it wouldn't, it just wouldn't let a girl be. And I was trying throughout the whole week leading up to today. To try to post, but baby, Anchor was not having it with me. But guess what? She gonna have it with me today. Yeah, yeah, Miss Anchor, you're gonna have it with me today. But welcome back, y'all, to another Black Review. I'm super-duper excited about this Black Review because this movie that I'm talking about is based on a true story. Apparently true Goings on or whatever, so I'm really really excited to get into it with you guys today. But before we get into that, y'all already know what I got to give y'all. But before we get into that, see we gotta get into stuff before we get into stuff. We get into stuff. Do y'all see that? The pattern. Uh. But before we get into that, please y'all don't forget to follow me on all of my social media. Y'all know my Instagram, T H E E E underscore B L A Q box. That is the Instagram for THE Black Box, the show where you get all your black content, honey. You can follow that. That's the personal Instagram for the Black Box. Or if you want to follow me personally to see this lovely face, this thicklicious body, you feel what I'm saying? You can follow me on my Instagram at B I G G dot C I Big C. That's me, your girl, period. But you can follow me on there. Please follow both accounts. I would love for y'all to follow both accounts. You know, interact with me personally. Interact with the black box. Like, you see you see where I'm going with it? Yes. You can also follow me on Twitter. It's T-H-E-E underscore B-L-A-Q box. It's just that one Twitter. If anybody comes to y'all and be like, oh, Big C, I followed you on Twitter at Big C. That ain't me, y'all. That ain't me. I got one Twitter, and it's the black box, okay? So, follow me on there. Or... If y'all are down with the ticky-tocky, you can follow me on TikTok as well because I will be starting to post more interactive, more fun content on TikTok. So y'all can follow me on there. It's Ciara, C-I-A-R-A, with the thick thighs. That's right, the one and only. So y'all can follow me on there too. And y'all, please, any like, comment. Any types of shares, any type of clicks would really, really, really help me out. I'm trying to get this to a broader audience so, you know, we can start doing some extra special things, you know, so I can get some guests on here, some people that y'all, you know, really want me to interact with so I can start getting this YouTube popping. Come on, y'all. Any like, any comment, any share, anything will help me out tremendously, and I greatly would appreciate it, Black Box fam. Thank you very much. So, enough of the social media. Let's get into this hot box news, honey, cause we, it's been a whole lot of goings on, but I'm just going to get straight into it. First up for hot box news. Y'all this make me so sad. Unfortunately, DMX, the legendary DMX has passed away. Oh my God. Y'all it's very, it's still very like surreal for me. Like, you know, when something happens and you like, you like the full weight of the situation hasn't hit you yet. It's very much like that for me right now. So, on April 9th, the legend DMX, he passed away at 50 years old, y'all. 50, that is entirely, entirely too young to leave this earth, you know? So, as we all know, about two weeks ago, he was rushed to the hospital after having a heart attack due to an apparent drug overdose. So, he was kept in the hospital on life support for so long, for like two weeks, y'all, he was on life support. Um... And then I believe in the second week of him being at the hospital, um, the medical staff, they ran some brain tests on him to see what his brain function was like. I think he was taken off of life support at one point, but he was put back on because I believe he was crashing. And, you know, friends and family, fans, they were all praying for his recovery. Y'all remember they did that. um, It was like a prayer vigil outside of the hospital where he was. They was blasting his music. But um, after the medical reports, you know, said basically said he was like a vegetable he was in a vegetative state his family had to make like a decision on whether or not they should pull the plug and unfortunately they did well i don't know if they actually pulled the plug or i don't know if he just passed of natural causes but i think the family had to make a decision on whether or not to keep him on life support and apparently they did not choose to do that and he passed oh y'all it was very very heartbreaking because at the same time when I found out when he passed I was like confused and I was like is this true or not? Because if y'all don't know, if y'all aren't on social media like that, a lot of false reports had come out that he had passed. Like when they when he was first rushed to the hospital and said he was rushed to the hospital, then he passed. His attorney and his family very much said that it's not true. And then the day before he passed, they posted that he had passed away. And people are like, you know, no, the family just found out about his medical uh, status, his vegetative state. So they're trying to make a decision on what to do. They, He has not passed yet. He still on life support. But the very next day, on April 9th, they had confirmed that he had passed. And I was like, oh, my God. I don't know about y'all, but my dad, he's a very, very, like, old-school hip-hop fan. So I pretty much grew up, you know, when I was with my dad. I'm a daddy's girl. I pretty much grew up on DMX. So it was just, you know, very... (laughs) Very sad to see him go. Very, very sad to see him go. A lot of celebs and fans, they began to pay tribute to him, posting many videos and photos of him doing different things. I will say this. DMX, even though it may have been a troubled life... From you know the outside looking in, he seemed to have had a lot of good years in his life. Like the videos and photos that people were posting of him online just showed him doing so many different things. Like he did a slingshot, he did like the slingshot ride. Y'all know the slingshot ride where it take you all the way up in the air, you know, that they have at amusement parks. He did that with his daughter. He was seen dancing at an Armenian wedding. Uh, what else that was very popular? He was seen to, um, He was seen um, dancing at a concert to that song. I wonder if I take it home. Y'all know nothing about that. That's that old school right there. But, you know, DMX just seemed like he touched a lot of people with his music, with his story, with his life. So, even though 50 is such a young, young age to pass, I feel, you know, my mom is 50. And I'm just, I can't imagine her passing away. You know, like, that's just crazy. But... He had he did so many good things in his life. He will always be remembered, always and forever. So, prayers up to his family, to his um wife, to his children, to his uh goddaughter, anybody whose life he touched, you know. And is mourning his passing. You know, our thoughts and prayers are with y'all. And the dog will live forever. That's just on period. Okay, so that's what's going on with that. <sighs> Next for hot box news, we got this Dante Wright shooting, y'all. When I tell y'all. The whites is, they perplex me every day. They perplex me. And not in an interesting, perplexing way. It's like a disgusting perplex. Like, why do you do the things you do? It's like that. So 20-year-old Dante Wright was fatally shot April 12th after an ex-officer by the name of Kim Potter. That's right, we're going to say her name so the world know who she is. Miss Kim Potter, she mistook her wait she mistook her gun for a taser so apparently the story is that it was a a routine traffic stop I think he was like you know they pulled him over for something I'm not exactly sure what it was but it was a routine traffic stop they pulled him over they tried to get him out of the car to arrest him apparently he was quote-unquote resisting arrest It took, like, three officers. I think three squad cars have pulled up. It took three officers to try to, you know, arrest Dante Wright or whatever. In the body cam footage that I saw, he didn't look like he was resisting. It looked like he was being very compliant. He may have been, like, struggling a little bit because, you know, he probably wanted to know what he was being arrested for. So, they are trying to arrest him. Apparently, he is, quote, unquote, resisting arrest. And that is when Miss Kim Potter decides, I'm going to tase this guy. But, no, actually shoots the guy do y'all think that make any sense oh i mistook my gun for a taser ma'am you are a trained officer of the law apparently not trained so you are an officer of the law why you don't know the difference between what your taser feel like and what your gun look like and why is your taser on not on one side of your holster and your gun on the other side that don't make no sense kim potter yeah that don't make no sense So, ever since the incident, protests have erupted in Minnesota. Yes, the incident happened in Minnesota, the same place that George Floyd was killed in. And the whole incident went down during the George Floyd trial. So, it was going on while Derek Chauvin is on trial for the murder of George Floyd. Right? It's like, are are y'all dumb? Like, we're we're not blind. We see what's going on. So ever since the incident, Miss Kim Potter, she has resigned as a police officer. She has been arrested and charged with second-degree manslaughter, but she is currently released on a 100k bond. Which why she was released, I tch, baffles me, but we all know how the justice system go. So Dante's family and friends, they continue to fight for his justice and continue to fight for um his story to be heard. And it's just it's just very sad. It's and I hate to say it, but it's like It's almost like, no, I'm numb to the fact. And I hate that because stuff like this, black men being shot by police officers for a routine traffic stop, that should not be normal in our society. That should never be normalized. That should never be something we're numb with. That should never be something we as a society are comfortable with because it's not right. It's not right. And we wonder why people say defund the police because this whole excuse that she mistook her gun. How do you mistake a Glock nine for a taser? how in what way your glock 9 is black ma'am your taser is yellow if anything when you pulled it out you should have seen the color was wrong you feel me so that excuse of she mistook her well if you can mistake a taser for a uh, if you can mistake a gun for a taser ma'am i don't think you need to be on a police force hello 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 is anybody home So that's what's going on with that. I'm just really sick of hearing black, unarmed black men being shot during routine traffic stops or killed during routine traffic stops. It's just, at this point, gather the white people up. All of them. All of them. I'm so sorry. Even the allies. Gather them up. Put them on a boat. Bye. Go. Please leave. Or can we, African Americans, can we get on a boat and go back to the motherland and take all of our stuff with us? Because that's where I'm at with it. That's where I'm at with it. So that's what's going on with that. Continue to keep his family and friends in uh, your prayers because I know they most definitely need it. 20 years old, y'all. 20. 20 years old. That's just very crazy to me. But that's what's going on with that. And last but not least, on a happy note, Brenda Song and Macaulay Culkin uh, just had a new baby. I was really shocked by this news y'all I'm not even gonna lie so child actors Brenda Song Miss Brenda Song if you don't know who Brenda Song is I question what era of Disney you were brought up on if you're brought up on this new era of Disney oh baby please exit the chat but Miss Brenda Song she's best known for her roles in uh, or her role excuse me well she has multiple roles on Disney Channel but her most known role she plays Miss London Tempton in the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and *Sweet Life on Deck if you don't know who Miss London Tipton is, yay me! I love me some London Tipton. She was, she was doing it. I know everybody who watched Sweet Life of Zach and Cody or Sweet Life One Deck, they was like, well, excuse me, Maddie was not on Sweet Life One Deck. But if you watched Sweet Life of Zack and Cody when you were young, everybody was always on Maddie, like, oh Maddie's so, you know, cute. Uh, baby, I was a London Tipton fan, and that's that's period. London said, "If you don't got the funds, if you're not trying to talk about me, 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 all the I was, I was with that. I was with Miss London Tipton, So Miss Brenda Song, she's best known for her role as London Tipton in the sweet life of Zach and Cody. And Macaulay Culkin, we all know him as the Home Alone boy. The." Ah, we all know Home Alone. If you've watched Home Alone like I've watched Home Alone, you know who Macaulay Culkin is. So they welcomed a new baby boy. And a lot of fans were surprised at the news because many didn't even know that the two were dating. They kept it so under wraps, y'all. Like, I had saw a report maybe like a couple years ago. I'm going to say like 20, I'm going to say like 2019. I think that's when I first like heard the report that they were Dating, but I didn't believe it. I was like, there, there's no way that they're dating. Like, you know how some people look like they go together but don't go together. I was like, nah, they're probably just really good friends, you know, stuff like that. And then I never heard anything else about it because they were just super, super private about it. Chow. yes later, they had a whole baby together. I was like, what? That was. It was just a very unusual, odd pairing, and I just really didn't think that they would be together but here we are uh baby dakota which is the name of their son he was born april 5th and he was named after macaulay culkin's sister who passed away in 2008 so congratulations to the new couple on their beautiful baby boy i was very surprised i want to know what he looks like but i feel like because they kept their relationships on under wraps y'all we will never know So, that's what's going on with that. That's all I got for Hotbox News. So, without further ado, let's get into this black review. Oh, y'all, I can't snap because I got the claws on, but you can get a little ASMR claw moment. Do you hear it? Do you hear it? Okay. So for today for black review we are getting into the movie concrete cowboy it is a netflix original movie it is on netflix so before we get into the pros and the cons y'all already know how we got to do i gotta give y'all the black box office facts okay so concrete cowboy was released april 2nd 2021 it is directed by ricky staub who is best known for his uh role, well, not role, he didn't have an acting role, but as far as a producing and writing, he is best known for Snow White and the Huntsman, which is a movie involving um Kristen Stewart, oh my god, Chris Hemsworth, and uh, Charlize Theron. It's like, you know, a darker spin on, you know, Snow White and the Seven Doors, it's called Snow White and the Huntsman. Really good movie, I suggest that y'all watch it if you're into, like, live action reprised uh Disney stories it's really good he's also known for a movie called The Cage so Ricky Staub he directed Concrete Cowboy the story is originally by Gregory Nery who wrote the story I guess Ghetto Cowboy so that's what it's about the producers uh, for this movie were Idris Elba and Lee Daniels. Y'all know Idris Elba, he I like I love when actors get into like producing type of like positions because you know, being an actor and being in so many movies that Idris Elba has been in, you know what it takes to make a good movie. You know, you know. What, t- what needs to be done in order for the movie to reach the heights that she wanted to reach. So I love when actors take on that role of producing or even directing sometimes. I love that. So it just is one of the producers and Lee Daniels. We all know who Lee Daniels is. You know, the butler, period. So uh, he's a producer on there as well. The budget for this movie was $10 million. Every time I hear budgets for movies, I just be like, wow, I could do so many things was 10 million dollars like you know like the amount of money that they spend on movies and you know as they should because movies are not easy to make especially quality movies but 10 million dollars not that's not even the highest budget we've ever heard here on a black review but still 10 million you know what i do with 10 million a lot a lot that's all i'm gonna say and the movie was filmed in philly so it's filmed in philadelphia So the premise of the movie goes as follows, sent to live with his estranged father for the summer, a rebellious teen finds kinship in a tight-knit Philadelphia community of black cowboys. So I'm going to say it one more time just in case you didn't get it. Sent to live with his estranged father for the summer, a rebellious teen finds kinship in a tight-knit Philadelphia community of black cowboys. So, I thought that was really interesting. I thought it would be a very interesting story, which it was. And fun fact, I don't, I know I probably said it in the beginning of the show, but this movie is kind of based off of a real, like, based on real events, like, based on a real story. So, I really thought that was very interesting. And when we get into the cast, I'm going to let y'all, you know, know a little bit about that. So, for the cast... The cast, I feel, was very well executed. I'm not even going to lie. like The people who were in the roles, I feel like they played the roles very well. So Cole, who was the main character, who was the teen, is played by Mr. Caleb McLaughlin. Y'all, I feel like Caleb McLaughlin is next. He is next up. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie, but if you don't know who Caleb McLaughlin is, he uh, plays in Stranger Things. Y'all know he's the only little black boy in the cast of Stranger Things, and he was also in the New Edition story. I believe he played Bobby Brown in the New Edition story when they were young, but yes, Caleb McLaughlin, he is growing up like, I don't know how old this boy is now. I believe he's either like, he has to be like either 15 or 60, y'all that boy is so cute i cannot wait till he gets like you know to his full grown age because even now even in the movie y'all he was giving he was giving very teen chocolate heartthrob he i don't know kofi sarobi might have a run for his money if caleb mclaughlin keep coming up like this Yes, sir, Mr. Caleb, we see you. So yes, Caleb McLaughlin, he plays Cole in A uh, Concrete Cowboy. Harp, who is Cole's father, is played by Idris Elba. Of course, Idris Elba could not produce a movie and not be in it. You feel what I'm saying? So Idris Elba, if his filmography, it goes on and on, y'all. Y'all already know Daddy's Little Girls, Thor, Obsessed, This Christmas, Luther, Take, uh, Just name it, name it, and he's been in it. Okay, black acting. Royalty period. So, it just Elba plays Harp, who is Cole's father. Smush, who is like a family friend of Cole that he hasn't seen in a long time, is played by Jerel Jerome. Now, don't quote me on this. Don't at me. But I feel like Jerel Jerome is gonna be the new generation's Giselle. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, I said it because this man, I just, I just get a very Denzel-ish vibe from Jerel Jerome. Is it just me? Is anybody else not getting the the vibe? Nobody's getting that. I'm uh, Miss Girl, Miss Jerel Jerome. He's he's giving, he's very much giving pay. He's giving, he's very much giving training day. You like the, the his method of acting. But if you don't know who Jerrell Jerome is, he was in When They See Us. I believe he won an Oscar for that. That is the Netflix original uh, series about the Exonerated Five go check that out or if you can't handle it don't go check it out because i'm not even gonna lie i think (laughs) i'm not even gonna expose myself like that but he's in when they see us that's like his most prominent role to date that is what he's best known for mr jerrell jerome he was also in moonlight and cella in the spades have y'all seen cella in the spades y'all gotta watch that it is a really good movie it's starring um Oh, I can't remember her name. I always call her Zora. If you watch Greenleaf, the young lady who plays Zora in Greenleaf, she is the main character in Stella and the Spades. Y'all gotta go check that out too. So, Jerrell Jerome, he plays Smush. Leroy, I guess he's like the, he's like the town's sheriff or cop or whatever, uh, is played by Method Man. Y'all know I love, uh, 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 love me some Method Man, y'all. But you know, everybody knows who Met the Man is. He's a well known rapper from the clan of Wu Chang. <laughs> but he was also in movies like Belly, which is a hood cult classic, in my opinion. He was also in a movie called How High. He also is in Power Book Two, Ghost. And he was also in The Wire. So Met the Man, he plays Leroy. Nessie, who is a part of the the group is played by miss lorraine tucson miss lorraine tucson uh i best know her for playing v in orange is the new black but she's been in so so many other roles like i feel like orange is the new black is her most prominent role because you know it's when she had a, a, like the most starring role in but uh dangerous minds she was also in that as well so miss lorraine tucson isha is played by miss ivana mercedes this is her first ever role rome is played by mr byron bowers he is best known for his roles in the shy and honey boy honey boy is a movie i believe that was um written and produced by shia labeouf so i haven't seen it i heard it was really weird so you can go check that out if you want to but uh yeah so that is the complete and entire cast For Concrete Cowboy. Now let's get into the ratings. The ratings, I'm not even going to lie. I do feel like the ratings, except for IMDb's. Y'all already know I have a forever beef with IMDb and their depiction of black stories or whatever. But... That is another topic for another day. But IMDb gave Concrete Cowboy a 6.2 out of 10, which I feel like is very weak. But we all know how IMDb does black stories. For some reason, they are extra critical, extra harsh, extra nitpicky about black films. So I maybe I should just stop reading IMDb's rates because we know how they get. But you know, apparently IMDb is a trusted movie source. So... There's that. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 78%, which I very much agree with. I do feel like Rotten Tomatoes hit this rating on the head, hit the nail on the head with this one. And Metacritic gave it a 67%. I feel like Metacritic did uh, rate it a little low, but um, I can see kind of where they got that rating from. But I do still feel like it's very low uh, for the film. So those are all the black box office facts for Concrete Cowboy. Let's get into these pros and these cons, y'all. It was so many good elements in this movie. Like, I just can't wait to talk about it. So pros, let's get into it. So, my first pro is the village symbolism. Now, but I, what I mean by village symbolism is, we all know that saying, it takes a village to raise a child. So, like in the premise, it says that a, an, a rebellious teen is sent to go live with his father for the summer. So, Cole, who is played by Caleb McLaughlin, he is the rebellious teen. And he is sent to go live in Philadelphia with his father, who is a cowboy child. So, you know, apparently he hasn't seen his father in a long time. His mom is doing her best to try to raise him. But, you know, he's just, you know how, y'all know that stereotype of black men who grow up without fathers. You know, they're they're troublemakers, they're rebellious, they're, you, we all know it. So, Cole is very much rebellious throughout the movie. He's rebellious when he gets to his father. You know, he doesn't really want to stay with him. He doesn't want any really thing to do with him or whatever, but... I think uh, when he he, he realizes he kind of has no other place to go because he doesn't know anybody in the area besides his friend Smush. And Smush is not technically living the best possible life or whatever. He, you know, he a drug dealer. So, Cole is kind of realizing, like, he just got to make, you know, he got to make lemonade with the lemons. And he's struggling. He's having a hard time adjusting to this new life of, you know, hard work and discipline and stability and things like that. But the people that is in his father's community, you know, the black uh, cowboys and cowgirls who, you know, are in his father's community they are helping cole find himself, find his purpose you know teaching him things and i absolutely love that village symbolism because anybody will tell you it takes a village to raise a child and i know that you know some parents are single parents you know there's single mothers out there there's single fathers out there you know taking care of their child on their own but are they really doing it on their own because you know they have people watching your watching their children when they're out there trying to you know make money for their child you know they have people out there giving them advice people you know rearing their children when they're not there you know of course people they trust so i just love that we got to see a community of you know and it was mostly black men of course uh miss lorraine toussaint who plays nessie she was a part of the community that was helping harp raise coal or whatever or try to like you know I guess shape Cole in a different way. So I just love the village symbolism because they was really like helping him. Like they was rearing him up. Like they was teaching him, you know, hard work. They was teaching him discipline. They was teaching him respect, you know, to respect animals, to respect, you know, people period so i really really enjoy seeing that because all it takes is that one person to recognize the potential in the child and the person who recognized it in cole was a man by the name of paris i don't know why i didn't mention paris in the cast paris i'm so sorry um paris he saw that cole was struggling you know with the quote unquote cowboy life I guess you could say as cowboy as it could be and he was the one that was like you know helping him out showing him like you know you can do this you got this you know of course it's hard it's not gonna be easy nothing in life is easy but you know if you work hard you push through it you can accomplish anything and then when Cole accomplished the task that he was supposed to accomplish you know all everybody else in the group that was applauding him and helping him and reassuring him so I just really enjoyed that I enjoy seeing a community of black people uplift help discipline a black man a young black man at that so definitely a pro for me so village symbolism is my first pro my second pro was the history of black cowboys now i don't know about y'all i don't know where all of my listeners reside where the money reside where the money reside but i reside in houston texas baby houston texas specifically fofo no i don't uh, let me stop i don't live in acres home anymore but you know i'm not gonna tell y'all where i live but (laughs) i was about to get carried away i live here let me not do that but uh seeing horses or seeing people on horses in the hood or whatever is not anything new to me because i pretty much grew up seeing that so i always imagine you know Black men being cowboys, or I knew it was possible that black men could be cowboys because I've seen it. But it's like, you know, of course, Hollywood and, you know, the media and everything, they try to depict cowboys as being, you know, white. It's either they're either white, Hispanic, or Native American. You never really see black cowboys in the media. But they very much do exist. And so in the movie, they went into like very little, not very little. It was like a good enough detail to where you can understand. But they went into detail like the history of the cowboy. You know, it started off as uh, being a cow hand, which was like, you know, basically a person who would help the head rancher or the head cowboy or whatever. Or not the head cowboy. The head... I guess it was the head rancher. He would help the head rancher, you know... Break the horses. Feed the horses. You know, take... Do general care of the horses. Hold the... uh, You know, hold the horses down while they were being branded. So, cow hand turned into like cow boy because y'all know how white people like to demean black people get down there boy clean that horse boy so you know they were ended up they changed cow hand to cowboy and that's literally how it started but somehow the media got a hold of it glamorized it and made it seem like there are only white like white men started being cowboys which you know the ruggedness and knowing the ways of an animal and this, that, and the third, it just sounds very black to me because I just can't imagine. White, sorry, back then, white people was lazy. They didn't want to do nothing. So that's why they enjoyed the free labor of black people. So I don't know, like white cowboys, I'm probably saying white <laughs> way too much, but white cowboys never really made sense to me, even though it was ingrained in my mind for like years and years and years, like cowboys are white, cowboys are white. I've, I live in Texas, like I said. I see people, I see men and women and children on horses all the time. And I just thought, you know, there's no way that white people just invented cowboys. So I I was really happy that the movie introduced that, the history of where cowboys really comes from. Because now looking back, it makes sense. You know what I mean? So I really enjoyed that little history lesson. I love history. That's one of my favorite favorite subjects of all time besides English. So, History history of Black Cowboys, is definitely a pro for me. I enjoyed it. My next pro is Cole. Even though Cole was very annoying to me in this movie, like, it was so many times I just wanted to, like, smack him upside the head and be like, oh, boy, just listen. You know? He was just a very accurate depiction of young black men today. Like, while I was watching it, I was literally picturing my, uh, I have a young cousin. I'm not gonna expose his name because you know he's too cute and i don't need all girls trying to figure out who he is like that but i have a young cousin around cole's age you know he's 16 he's a black man also and just like the the way cole was acting not him being like you know rebellious and disrespectful not that part but the very nonchalantness of everything the very like uh, what's the word i'm looking for entitled I guess you could say because you know I feel like a lot of and this is just my personal opinion I'm not saying everybody I just feel like a lot of like young black men today who are raised by single mothers they're very like because you know their moms they try to make up for that lack of father that they have in their life so you know they let their sons get away with everything they spoil you know stuff like that they feel like you know they don't understand hard work because you know their moms are trying to give them the world so you know they don't appreciate hard work and they don't understand it and cole he was very much giving like man it's too much like oh, i'm tired of doing it like he was very much giving like young teenage black men and I just was like the the, the accuracy it was just so on point and I was like oh my god he is playing this role too good because I know too many young black men who act like that not like I said not the disrespectful way he was acting you know not the rebellious part I mean the part where he just was like you know the entitlement the spoiled oh girl I can recognize spoiled a mile away because I'm spoiled myself the spoiledness I was just like oh wee cole he played his role too good that i just wanted to i want to smack him so many times like y'all don't even know i want to smack him so many times so cole he did an amazing job Kevin mclaughlin he did an amazing job playing cole so that's my next pro my next pro is uh the Paris riding scene so one of the characters that i forgot to mention Uh, in the cast, and I'm so sorry, his name is Paris. Paris is the one who pretty much showed Cole the ropes, like, showed him how to, like, muck a stall, and, you know, how to brush a horse, and things like that, so he's the one who kind of, like, took Cole under his wing a little bit. So, unfortunately, the character Paris, he is paralyzed, you know, from the waist down in the movie due to an incident that happened in his past, and, you know, since he's paralyzed, he can't really ride horses anymore you know he said he hasn't ridden a horse in the movie he said he hasn't ridden a horse in a very long time so you know harp who is played by Idris Elba he him in the community of cowboys you know that they have cowboys cowgirls uh they figured out a way to I guess like jimmy Rig, not jimmy ring but they pretty much made a saddle for him that would be able to that would give him the ability to ride a horse so you know the saddle that they made it like supported his back you know it like strapped his legs down so he wouldn't like slide off the horse anything like that and so he got to ride a horse after not being able to do so for so long and I just thought that was very beautiful it's another example of the village symbolism like it takes A village, you know what I'm saying? You, everybody has to find their village, everybody needs a village, you know. So, I just loved, loved, loved that scene because it was like you could tell it was like a joyous moment for him. Like, he was like, I haven't been able to do this in so long, you know. Nobody there is related but Harp and Cole, nobody there is family like that but you know they're family in a different way so I just really enjoyed that scene him riding the horse him being able to ride a horse after you know probably thinking he would never ride a horse again so I really really enjoyed that so that's my I think it's my fourth pro the riding scene my next I have so many pros y'all I'm gonna try to get through these <laughs> really quick because I want to get to these cons too so my next pro is Smush's plan now Smush was played by Jerelle Jerome like I said he is Cole's uh, he was Cole's, one of Cole's close friends when he was very young, whatever, when he did live with his father. And, um, unfortunately, Smush, he is not living the best life. He's living that thug life, that gangster life. And, you know, a lot of times, guys who live that life, whatever, they just in it for the quick money. Which Smush is kind of in it for the quick money, but he, he's trying to make the quick money for a purpose. So, his plan... Because, you know, if you didn't know, Smush, he used to be a part of the community that Harp and Leroy and Nessie and Isha and Paris are part of. He was a part of the cowboy community. But, you know, he just felt like, I don't know, he just, I guess he just felt like they were stuck and he wanted to like elevate he wanted to move forward in life or whatever so his plan was to just stack as much money as he possibly could and buy land out west because you can get it for really cheap and you know they would have started their own ranch out there their own horse ranch their own you know little settlement out there and I'm thinking like okay smush I see the vision I see the vision because you know a lot of times young men unfortunately who are in the drug game like that they're in it for you know the glitz and the glamour to say or to prove that they're a gangster you know that they you know they're in it for the wrong reasons but smush he don't care about none of that he in it he's like I, look i'm just trying to get enough money to buy my plot of land for my people so we can ride out and i was with that i was like okay smush so it's like i was um i was mad at smush for for doing the drug or not doing the drugs, but dealing drugs, I was like, can we just please not have the, the token character who deals drugs in the movie, but I understood why, you know, he had a game plan, he, he had purpose behind his hustle, so to me, it's kind of like, I can overlook it a little bit, because if you got a purpose behind the hustle, do you boo, just, it's the fact that people try to stay in that life, you know, for so long when they probably don't really need to, so... I was just happy he had a plan. So I really I really liked his plan. And my next I'm just gonna make this my last pro. And my last pro is the riding scene. The so there's a scene in the movie where so basically the stables that uh that the group I'm gonna just call them the community that the community uses or whatever, the stables that they use for their horses is kind of like in shambles a little bit. So, like, the city of Philadelphia is in the hood. Like, it's literally in the hood. So, the city of Philadelphia, they're really trying to shut it down because, you know, it's kind of old. It's not really kept up. You know, it's not enough space for the horses and things like that. So, in the last little riding scene or whatever, they're right after... They went somewhere. I'm not going to say where because, you know, I don't want to give it away for y'all. But there's a scene where they are riding back to the stables. And, you know, like I said, the stables are in the hood on the way to the hood, wherever. And there's a scene where a little boy is sitting on a bus with his mom and he's just looking out the window, you know, just regularly. And you just see everybody riding past on their horse. You see Cole riding on his horse. You see Harp riding on his horse. You see, uh, nancy on her horse you see isha on her horse and it's like very cinematic because it's like they're riding the horses like you know it's in slow motion and the little boy that's in the window he's just staring like in awe like oh my god i've never seen anything like this it was just very beautiful very cinematic and then there was a shot where they had got to the uh, stables and they were just kind of looking at the stables and they like did a close-up shot on each and every single person on each and every single rider, and then they did like a behind shot where you can see like the back of the horses and them in shadow or like their the backs of them. Oh, it was so beautiful. It was very very cinematic, and I love scenes like that because it's like it gives you like a feeling, you know. I just really loved that scene. I loved the slow ride into the stables. I loved the 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 pan shot of them like each and every ride. Oh, I just loved it. It was very beautiful. It was one of their best, I guess, shots in the movie to me it was just very beautiful and those are all my pros the village symbolism the history of black cowboys uh cole caleb mclaughlin's accurate depiction of young men today the paris riding scene swish's plan and the last ride scene loved it those are my pros now my cons let me know if i'm crazy y'all but my cons i feel like are justified so My first con is the black father and son dynamic. I hate that. But it's, I hate it, but then it's like, I understand why the movie is centered around that because that is a very real reality for, unfortunately, for a lot of black men today. You know, they don't have their fathers or, you know, they're estranged from their fathers. They know who their fathers are, but, you know, there's no relationship. And I just don't, I just hate that. I'm very tired of that narrative because I know that there are a lot of, black fathers out there who, um, who do want to know their children, who do take care of their children, who are, you know, constantly there for their kids or or whatever, whether or not they're with the mother or not, you know, they're still with the, with the kids. So I just hate that that is the, that, that is the depiction or the dynamic of the father and son relationship, the black father and son relationship. You know, I just, I'm really tired of seeing movies like that because, we know it's happening. We know it's thing going on in our community. And I just hate seeing it. Because, you know, everybody needs their father. Everybody. Regardless of whether or not you, oh, I've been living my life so long. I, You know, like, but everybody needs their father. So, I just, I just don't. I'm really tired of seeing movies like that. Where the black father and son are either estranged or the daddy is not there. I hate that. Unless the daddy is dead, you know, that's a different type of excuse. But if your daddy is alive and well, he just not taking care of you. Don't want no type of relationship with you. That is so deeply rooted in slavery, y'all. Y'all don't even understand. But it just it just hurts my heart to see. So the father and son dynamic, the black father and son dynamic, I'm going to need somebody to switch up the language. Because every time, it just breaks my heart. So that's my first con. My second con was there. There were a lot of holes in the storyline. So it was a lot of stuff that happened that... I feel like they did either go into depth into or they didn't explain well. So my first, the first hole that I found was that the Cole and Isha love story. Like they ended up like kissing or something. And I'm like, well, how did y'all get to this point? How did y'all get to kissing on each other? I, I didn't understand. I was like, why are y'all now together? They did not develop that portion of the story enough for me so that's my first hole my second hole was how did Cole get in the drug game cause the way they depicted it Smush when he found Cole you know Cole he didn't want to stay with his daddy Smush found him wandering on the streets or whatever and Smush was like boy get in the car and when they got in the car Smush was already you know making drops and stuff like that on his own and you know Cole he just sitting in the car you know looking like oh my boy doing a drop or whatever blah blah, blah. and then next thing you know Cole is somehow involved in smush's like game plan or whatever and i'm very confused about that because i'm like what did he ask him or did he just ever since the first ride like was he just involved from that time even though he really didn't know what smush had going on i was just very like okay cole how 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 this happening right now yes i was just very perplexed i guess you could say i was like how did he get involved in this because smush was like are you in or not and but at the time when smush said are you in or not like cole had already been doing apparently doing stuff with him and i'm like wait how did you get involved in this like are you just so you just automatically riding around with smush that just automatically put you in his mess like that's crazy so i didn't understand that and then another hole i found in the story was um the fact that Smush, you know, like I said, Smush, he came from the community of the Cowboys on Fletcher Street. You know, he he was a part of them. Like, you know, he has trophies for riding and stuff like that. He had a horse, so I'm, you know, and apparently, you know, he's not with them anymore. He left to do the drug game, and I'm like, well, how did the beef? Because the way he explained it to Cole, he was like, you know, man, they not they not about nothing. They they'll leave you, they'll abandon you, and I'm like, but Smush, you the one left the group talking about they're gonna leave you they're gonna abandon you everybody that was in the Fletcher uh Stables community they were still there they were still there Smush is the one who left I was like so Smush technically you you abandoned ship you feel what I'm saying so I was I was confused there was a lot of holes in this story that I feel like they didn't explain or they didn't you know give a thorough like deep dive not deep dive but like they didn't give a thorough enough depiction of how these events came to be. I I was very confused on those. So that's my second con. And my next con, my last con, is the missed music opportunities. Now, I know I'm not, I know like a lot of people, sometimes they prefer the movie or film not to have like, you know, music in every single scene. But sometimes I feel like in movies like this, where it's supposed to be like a sort of like indie type of film, because that's the vibe I'm getting from it. It's, It's giving me very indie type of vibe. Um, I just you know and this is just a personal opinion of mine I feel like there could have been so many opportunities where some type of western music or you know country rap or something could have been implemented I don't know if that would have been cliche or what have you but in the movie to me it was just too much silence and I don't know if that was like the point of you know not having music in those particular scenes or if, or if they just didn't think about that. Like, I'm, I'm hoping it's not the, oh, well, you know, oh, well, we forgot to put music here. I'm, I'm assuming, you know, that the silence was on purpose. But I do feel like it was too many times in which a music could have transcended a scene and made it better than what it was. You know, even if it's like a little background sound or some ominous, you know, not ominous, but, you know, like some type of out or something to tie in the setting I don't know it was just way too much silence for me and I don't really like that type of silence unless it's like supposed to be a scary movie and they're trying to like you know give you that feeling of anticipation like oh what's gonna come around the corner you know uh, if that type of silence is okay to me and even sometimes they overdo that because you know they're trying to get you with a jump scare but in situations like this I just feel like there was way too much silence I feel like it was on purpose like it was a purpose like it was a It was a thought-out decision. Like, oh, we're gonna, like, not have that much music or sound involved. We're just gonna let the surrounding atmosphere be, you know, the sound for the ambiance and things like that. I was just, you know, I didn't like that. I was like, you know, you could have used a little song here, a little song there. You know, because me, like, to me, sometimes... Soundtracks or not even soundtracks, but like the music in the movie could either make or break a scene, you know? And I just feel like if they would have, you know, used the opportunity to put some type of music or sound or something in there, I feel like it would have elevated the certain scenes a little more. That's just my personal opinion. But you know, I feel like the the silence in the movie was intentional. So, you know, that's a that's a creative choice, that's a director's choice, but in my opinion, I just feel like some type of music, some type of sound would have elevated certain scenes just a little more and those are all my cons the black father-son dynamic i hate seeing that i hate seeing the that part of you know black families i hate that the holes in the storyline and the missed music opportunities my overall rating for this uh, episode or not episode <laughs> this movie I give it a 7.5 out of 10 it wasn't like one of the best movies that I saw I did enjoy that it was based on like you know a true story or true characters oh speaking of true characters I forgot to mention this so the characters Isha and Paris they were actual like they were real life people who because, like I said, this movie is based on a real story or whatever. It's based on the real Fletcher Street stables in Philadelphia. Um, the characters Isha and Paris in the movie, they are actual, like, Fletcher Street cowboys and cowgirl. You know? You see what I'm saying? So, like, Paris, he wasn't acting. He was really, you know, that's his real story, Paris. And Isha, who I guess she was supposed to play, like, Cole's quote-unquote love interest, which was very weird to me. But Isha, she is also, like, a real... Miss Ivana Mercedes, she's, like, a real, real Fletcher Street cowgirl. Like, she knows the history. She really rides. Like, she, she for real. She legit. So, I just thought that was really, really cool. You know, that was a cool element that they put actual people in the actual, like, story and history of the Fletcher Street Stables, like, inside of the movie. I just thought that was really cool. But, yeah, I give it a 7.5 out of 10. You know, it wasn't, like, the best movie that I've seen it wasn't like, you know, oh, my God, am I going to go watch it again? No, it was like, you know, a good little one-time movie. Like, oh, okay, this was this was interesting to see. This was interesting to know. So, yeah, 7.5 out of 10 for me. And that's all I got for y'all today. I feel like it ran a little long today, y'all. I'm not even going to lie. My goal was trying to, you know, in and out 40 minutes. But it went a little long today. I had to get some stuff off my chest. It was so much to dive into but i hope you guys enjoyed today but please, please 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 y'all know i don't like to beg if you enjoyed today's episode please like comment share the episode please share the episode with as many people as you possibly can if you really enjoyed today's show don't forget to follow me on all of my social medias y'all already know what it is t-h-e-e underscore b-l-a-q box that is my instagram or no, instagram that's my twitter T H E E E E, that's three E's underscore B L A Q box. That is the Instagram for the black box, the personal Instagram. All things black box will go on that Instagram. Um, my personal instagram bigg.ci y'all can follow me on there or if you want to follow me on the tiki talkie for my new content it's sierra with the thick thighs y'all already know she's giving big body realness but this has been the black review on the black box i will see you guys next friday kings and queens i hope you enjoy your friday bye